0: 97.1 FM Talk Podcast.
1: It is Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Carl Middleman, our executive producer, why are we playing Legend of the Woolly Swamp?
0: Well because Charlie Daniels is awesome.
1: He is awesome. And Mark Cox is not here for the taping of the show today because he's in the, the swamp. swamp. Hope he made it out alive. Wow, that's crazy. I saw I heard some of his programs and they were they were fantastic. Some of his guests, Diamond and Silk. How funny is that. Is he had a that? lot
2: of good guests this week. In fact, you can check it out on the Odyssey app. Go to 971talk.com.
1: Absolutely. And share it too, just like we want you to share Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Uh, so, Mark was traveling this week, and he will be back next week. Uh, so, that's why I wanted to invite in our special recurring cameo guest, uh, Ryan Conley from In Season Financial. Yes, he is a sponsor of the program, but he is also an outdoors guy. You remember uh, hearing about his uh, trek through the MR340. Uh, he has survived. He's back. Welcome back to the studio, buddy. Thank you. Pr- glad to be here. Uh, but you're also a fisherman and a hunter mm-hmm. are you preparing what do you what do you i guess you're preparing for bird hunting this time of the year
2: well it's bird hunting obviously with uh dove seasons open and teal season opened uh, not that long ago and um but before i mean the big one for me is deer season right season i started on the 15th of this month and that'll go through the 15th of january
1: so i was just watching unashamed on youtube with the robertson family down in louisiana mm-hmm. and i think it is teal season over because the way they were talking hundreds came through and they were just just knocking them down uh, left and right is, is it over or no i think it is i mean um, are they gone I, already to, uh, it, to the yucatan
2: <laughs> well right yes i mean the 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 season opened up um, here on the 11th or 12th. Okay, um, and I know a group of friends of mine uh, that have a uh, a property. They, they they did pretty well with them. It's always good to have friends with property, isn't it? Isn't it though? Oh, <laughs> it's like a boat. The best. That's the best. Uh, it's the best thing to do is have friends with
1: them. It's like somebody with a boat. As long <laughs> right. as you know somebody with a boat, that's the exactly. best. Um yep. So, did you go teal hunting, or, or are you still planning to try? I went for a day, yes. Oh, okay. Yep. And? Yeah. We did well. Okay, yeah. so you got a few in the freezer. Yep. Okay. Uh, but deer hunting, uh, right. archery and gun or just one Both. or the other? Yep. Oh,
2: okay. And
1: this year's going to be actually uh,
2: uh, a lot of fun. Um, my youngest daughter is of the two is the one that's expressed the most interest in wanting to go. Fantastic. Yes. And um, so tomorrow, actually, I'm actually going up to the property that I hung on with my uncle. We're, we're going to be setting it all up. Um, putting in more of a permanent type of stand, so it's going to take another couple days. But I was very happy to be able to find a youth sized uh, 243 for her. Right. Um, so that's that was exciting. Um, she's still so little
1: though. Has I mean, she has she shot uh, a firearm before?
2: Small ones, yes. Okay. And yeah, has so, she
1: has she been to deer camp already? She has. Okay. So yes. so she's comfortable around that environment. Yes, and she's gone important. with
2: me. Uh, a couple of times, but, uh, this will be the first year that I'm actually going to take her during the dedicated youth seasons, Wow! which, uh, which I didn't have anything like that growing up. You know, I, we just had our, our, regular, um, deer season and I'm just talking about firearms right now. And back then it was just nine days. Now it's 11 days and, and then they've added on a couple of other extra seasons, you know, with antlerless only and muzzle loaders and stuff like that. So, right. uh, but now... The, it's just
1: for kids so have you presented her with the, the brand new 243 i did okay because yes. i think we were texting when you were picking it up or you yep. just picked it up right um and she's 10 she's 10 okay uh and uh so she's got to be excited she's excited she's 10 but she's like in the six
2: percentile for height and weight she's 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 tiny so um this will be uh, a good um uh, It'll be a good experience for her. And, and what will your
1: 13 year old be doing while you take the 10 year old hunting?
2: You know, I don't know. She, uh, <laughs> it's 13 year old angst, right, you know, right. this time of year or this time of her life. Uh, she'll probably not want to go until the very last minute when yeah. she sees her sister getting all, all <laughs> ready to go. And so, uh, if nothing else, she'll come with us and. You know, participate as well.
1: There's nothing better. I mean, when my you know dad and my uncles took me fishing right. or hunting as a kid, it was just that, just time, yep. just the time yep. spent. Even if you get skunked out in the field, you spend time together. Exactly. Uh, she, my oldest one, likes to fish, you know, pretty
2: well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. Um, she's not. Uh, and, I, and to her credit, she spends a lot of time reading now, which I am very grateful for because she's not spending time on her
1: phone. Right, right. Um, so you mean she's reading actual books? Yeah, actual books. Wow. Yeah, because so many are reading kindles I know. and that it's, kind of stuff.
2: It's and in, in getting caught up in TikTok
1: and all this other stuff. So I'm I'm very grateful that she is. Does she do the TikTok thing? Not, not to my knowledge. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. I, I, you know, I, people say you can send TikTok videos or brief ones through something, but I haven't downloaded the app because of all the fears we had from, right. you know, several months ago uh, about, you know, China owned it or exactly. whatever. Um, and and so when I hear somebody oh yeah, we got it, we got it, I'm like uh, I don't I don't know. They, right. You know what? Get them outside. Get them exactly. outside. We actually had a story this past week on St. Louis Talks uh, about uh, how much better children are when they do have physical activity, whether it's organized or not organized. Uh, they're, now, it doesn't pertain to girls because girls are just awesome and everything ladies that's, that's right uh but but boys uh you know they they have less depression less anxiety um when you get them out um and as far as taking your young daughter hunting uh tim chelsvick was on the show last week and his nine-year-old went last year got her first uh, buck i think oh wow and is just you know she's part of the crew now right you know she's so excited so uh, i think it's really important time spent with your kids number one and number two uh to teach them a skill that they will use yeah, in their whole sure. life. You exactly.
2: Know? And I, I'm I'm now in my I guess technically you can say late forties. I can't believe I say that anymore. What? Are you really? I technically just barely. I'm oh, in mean, early and a half? my late forties. <laughs> uh but I still have, you know, uh memories of very vivid memories of my first year. Yeah. And it doesn't I think I'll have those for the rest of my life. And uh so to be able to you know, pass that on to them. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah,
1: did you grow up in a family of hunters? Or did you do this all on your own?
2: No, my well, so my immediate family, my mom and dad. My dad was not much of a hunter. My mom grew up on a farm. Okay. And she had uh five brothers. And so through that side of the family is where I was um introduced to it. And my uncle Vince, who unfortunately passed away in two thousand fourteen um, was the the catalyst for for taking me and putting up with me when I was, you know, young and making stupid choices and
1: I had an uncle and, like that too. Yeah,
2: and um, and it was actually one of the, uh, the he unfortunately passed away of um, cancer and I knew going into the final season that this was probably going to be the final season right. and so it was just one of those it was just great to be able to to take him. Yeah, because without me, he wasn't going to be able to go.
1: I'm telling you, I did the same thing. Uh, my uncle Dwayne up in Minnesota uh, was very ill, in 74 or 75 years old, and uh, and they were you know kind of making pre-plans for a funeral. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the funeral. I'm going right. to see him now. And so yep. I'm glad you got time to to actually go spend time. What whatever that hunting trip was, it was you know what it was time. Just right. like with your youngins, right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. I I'm don't like... think we even got one that year, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It you, didn't matter. And the time. next year. It, um it my heart wasn't even in it i went but <laughs> yeah. it was just it was just getting through that first year without him was was difficult but to but now to be able to start anew and and to bring this this great um activity this great sport this Skill, great yeah. lifestyle to my kids is
1: just awesome that's awesome well i appreciate you being our uh, guest co-host on second amendment radio on the great outdoors On the program today, we are going to talk with a very passionate uh, firearms specialist, Beth Alcazar. She has um, uh, a book called, it's a book called The Women's Handgun and Self-Defense Fundamentals. She is also associate editor of uh, Concealed Carry Magazine and creator of the Pacifiers and Peacemakers blog. Uh, The USSCA is holding a big event in Fort Worth this weekend, and we have an opportunity to actually talk to her about how important it is for everybody, but especially women, to be trained with firearms and coming up next we are going to talk to a guy when i first met him at the big dogs poker bash back in may Uh, it was like a three minute interaction he and the only thing i remember hearing was i haven't hunted without a camera on me in many many years i was like dude you got to be on the show so we're going to talk to keith reen from squincher outdoors next on second amendment radio and the great outdoors stay right there It is Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. My name is Bo Matthews, along with my guest co-host, Ryan Connolly from In Season Financial, who is a outdoors and uh, and uh, really good to talk to you about life. Uh, Ryan, always good to see you in person and thanks for coming in and filling in for Mark Cox who's doing great things in Washington, D.C. Uh, the show is available on the Odyssey app if you want to share it with your friends, you want to take it out to the woods with you, we encourage you to do that. This segment is brought to you by Chuck's Boots where they feature a huge variety of hunting boots. Uh, you need muck boots, you need work boots or biker boots. They're ready for you and it's going to get cold. I hate to say it out loud, but they've got a great selection of Carhartt Uh, warm weather gear as well at both locations, Fenton and St. Peter's, and of course you can now shop online at chucksboots.com, and that's kind of a revelation because they hadn't had that for a long time, and they do now, and it's refined. The guest that we have right now, I will tell you, I met back in May and literally had a three-minute conversation with him uh, at my Big Dog's Poker Bash for the Eureka Police Officers uh, Support Fund and a lady walked up to me and said you need to get this guy on your show and then she said who he was and i think the first thing that keith might have said was uh i haven't been hunting without a camera on me in how many years oh gosh
3: um (laughs) a little while 2004 there you uh, go started doing it um yeah, really got uh, heavy into it probably around, yeah, 2005, 2006.
1: His name so is Keith Rean, and you might uh, you might be familiar with his mug or his crew. Uh, I, I found some uh, some YouTube videos. Uh, Squincher uh, is uh, is a brand of a, an energy drink. Uh, explain what your sponsor is. Squincher is what?
3: Yeah, so, yeah, it's a good time for me to give them a little plug. So Squincher, yeah, if you think about, you know, some of the other hydration drinks, the sports drinks, Um, It's very similar to that. Uh, Hydration is the the main goal there. Um, uh, High in potassium, lower sodium, so it's a little healthier than a lot of them out there, but it comes in a lot of different varieties. Uh, It comes in powders. that uh, is pretty handy in the field. Also, uh, they have a product called Everlight, which is really nice. It's in a little, uh, I don't know, I call it plastic type pouch thing that you can't hardly destruct them, so you can stuff it down in your in your <laughs> backpack or throw it in your boat, throw it around, and then just pull the top off and drink it when you need it. But yeah, it's basically there to give your electrolytes back and everything. So, nice. So uh, it's a it's so a. Yeah, g- we just got to represent them in the outdoors and show them how it's useful to keep yourself hydrated, you know, while hunting and fishing and. So,
1: so it's a juice box but even better right Or ju- juice pouch right. even better well yeah, Keith, on steroids uh, how do you, if somebody walks up to you like I did at the poker bash uh, years ago or uh, months ago yeah. um what do you what do you tell them what do you do?
3: Well, basically, um, well, I have a, a business called Keter Media, so I'm a, a producer, a video producer. I do a lot of you know video productions, commercials type stuff for people, um, but which I've I learned to do because I started filming myself in the outdoors, like I said years ago, and wanted to kind of do the TV thing, right? And um, kind of started getting more and more into that, and picking up people that really liked what we did, and. Um, I teamed up with uh, my high school buddy, Tony Weldley, who's a fishing guide in Branson. And um, so, you know, we started filming everything we did and and started putting on YouTube and then eventually got on TV. And now we're televised on KYCW that uh, is based in uh, Branson and Springfield. But it actually reaches into Arkansas and Kansas a little bit. So pretty much covers the southwest quadrant of Missouri.
1: And uh, and as far as hunting goes, uh, Keith Reen, our guest uh, from the uh, southwestern portion of the state, um, what what is your uh, what is your favorite type of hunting? Is it, uh, is it bow and arrow? Is it uh, is it firearms? Is it wrestling them to the ground? You tell me.
3: Uh, definitely uh, archery. Um, we do a little bit of firearms, you know, when it's uh, just the situation comes up. When it, but ninety uh, percent of the time we're archery hunting, uh, primarily for white-tailed deer. We're eight up in deer hunting, but. Um, I also love the turkey hunt. I bow hunt for turkeys uh, in the spring, and we do a little bit of chasing wild hogs, and just about anything that will come up opportunity-wise. I'm actually going to Africa next year for the first time ever, so I'm really excited about that.
2: Oh, now you're talking. Hi, Keith. Um, Ryan Conley here. Thanks for uh, joining. What are you you going to Africa to
3: hunt? Um, Well, I think I'm probably going to stick with a basic package there. Um, They've got uh, the wildebeest. Um, trying to think of uh, the, the the hog. Um, oh, the warthog? Warthog, yeah. My brain's just going dead right now.
0: <laughs> it's um, early. Well, for sure. Yeah, and,
3: and Impala, well, these are deer, these are things I don't normally get to hunt. So I would try to remember. And Impala is part of that package. And then you can kind of just tack on things if you want to. I got a bad feeling I'm going to spend a lot more money than I, than I going out there to spend. Because I think that's what happens. You get out there and you get excited and you start seeing some other things. And you're like, you know heck yeah let's do it while i'm here so we'll see i don't know i, I haven't done it yet but uh it's a
2: different and it's going to be archery hunting correct yeah that sounds that sounds amazing
1: yeah. easier easier to travel with i would guess um uh keith do you happen to know the name megan turnbow um i do know the
3: name i don't know the person yeah I, she's I, a, I she's
1: remember. a friend of mine and uh you remember yeah. the dentist lion story many years ago Um, She educated me on that. Uh, The fact that, uh, you know, hunting in Africa um, is actually like really their only revenue source, you know, to get fresh water or electricity or food. And so are you working with a a group? uh, Are you, you know, is your reservations for a group like that?
3: Um, no, we're just, we're going through a particular outfitter, but I do know that like all the, the meat and everything that, um, you know, we can't bring back with them is all donated to the villagers. So it, it always goes to a good, a good cause. You know, so.
1: Wow. And, uh, and will you be bringing a camera crew with you there?
3: Um, probably when well, my partner Tony's going, we probably will just take turns filming each other and just hope it all goes good. So, you know, it's, uh, that, that happens with us a lot of times, you know, we're traveling, unfortunately, you know, uh, a lot of times it's just he and I, and so we have to take turns filming. So we, it all—it's a dedication. You have to sacrifice some of your own hunting, you know, time in order to do what we do. But it's worth it to me.
2: So, how many days are you going to be out there?
3: Uh, in Africa, ten days.
1: Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. You're going to spend more money than you think you are. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, uh, let's let's bring it back to our shores. Um, talk yeah. about some of your your record uh, or your most historical hunts that you've done here. I saw a video. It was, I believe the last video of season five and it okay. was a huge buck that you brought down. Yeah. It, it landed in a stream it, it ended up in a stream and you and you pulled it out and and talked about that is is that an epic uh hunt that you've done or can you talk about some other uh, ones that you've done?
3: well we've got you know i've got a lot of them like you know through the years um you know, probably the most uh memorable hunt of mine like we have a lease in central missouri that we've been hunting for about six or seven years now and we had a particular deer that we nicknamed dk um, that's it yep yep that came from a double kicker, is where that what why they call him DK because he's got two little kickers um, off his G2s, which is the you know the second time from coming up from out of the skull. But um, we had pictures of him, and it was just one of those rare opportunities where we had a lot of um, we saw him the year before in December, and then we had a lot of trail cam pictures of him. And so I had made up my mind if, if I had to eat my tag, I was going to get that deer, and and I finally did. It worked out. I think it was Halloween weekend um so uh yeah that, that's by far my most memorable hunt uh, well I, my most uh, i so you asked me about records we actually um a, a guy i used to do a lot of bow fishing with years ago we actually had the world record um alligator gar for several years i don't know if it's still holding up now but i, I think it is but we, i was from texas but it was a 300 pound uh, alligator gar eight foot two inches and so that kind of like really helped put me on the map as far as People started to pay attention that we were serious about what we were doing. So I kind of started out filming, you know, both fishing trips, and that just kind of everything evolved from that.
2: That's um, uh, so eight foot, two inches.
3: Yeah, yeah, and that's a freshwater fish. Yeah, you can find that one. If you just do searches for giant alligator gar, and especially if you stick my name in there, Robin Parks, it'll pop up, but it's a gigantic fish.
2: Did you uh, Did you get that one mounted? Yeah, it's
1: actually in my living room. It looks oh. like a bench. I, <laughs> I was going to say that'd be a lot of boots and belts and purses out of that. Oh my thing.
3: Gosh. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. Yeah, and they're—I uh, don't know if you know much about alligator gar, but their high, is like armor. Yep. It's Like super, super tough. You know, so they make jewelry out of that stuff and everything. So, yeah, it's a cool animal. It uh, definitely looks like an alligator in the face, but it's a fish. Did
2: you realize it was that big when you first
3: shot it or saw it? We did um okay. but it's kind of a weird thing they uh in the when it gets really hot in the middle of summer um they'll they actually have lungs so they'll they, they get oxygen you know for like from real air they'll come up to the surface and take a big gulp and then go back down and when a fish gets that big when they do that they make a giant splash you know their tail hit so we were out in the wide open water but we could hear that going on and you we always know what that is you know and so we started easing our way over towards that and just happened to surface right in front of the boat. And, I mean, if you look at the video, we have a video on that, too. And and uh, we both say, oh, oh, my God, at the exact same time. And my <laughs> partner and I shot at the exact same time, which was kind of cool because, you know, we both put in a lot of effort for it. So we kind of both share that fish. Both arrows hit it at the same time. And maybe the only reason we got it in, to tell you the truth,
1: Keith Reen is our guest uh, from Squincher Outdoors uh, to talk about, uh, you know, uh, the kinds of hunts that he's done uh, he's done in the past. Uh, I'd like to ask you, um, are you excited about uh, the elk and bear hunting in the state of Missouri?
3: Well, I am. Yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity for a lot of people. I don't think that I'll ever actually be lucky that you know, it's like winning the lottery, you know, getting those uh, tags because they're so limited. But uh, I do think it's super cool that we have those in Missouri now, and people are starting to get an opportunity to do so.
1: Have you hunted bear before?
3: Um, I've hunted bear in Canada. Um, I, I went up there and kind of messed up because I was holding out for a giant that we kept seeing on camera and I passed up several bears. Um, and then the last day I said, okay, I'm just going to, you know, take a good bear when it comes by. And of course that was the only day it didn't, but I, <laughs> the experience was phenomenal. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, and I I've had a chance to do that. I'm, um, I didn't mention this, but I'm actually a, a retired teacher. I taught for 25 years. So um, and doing this TV show I was always very limited to what I could do and everything was kind of kind of a weekend warrior, but um, Since I have recently retired I'm gonna be able to do a whole lot of those things that I didn't get to do you know in the past because i on my own time now
2: yeah, I can imagine my my dad is a retired teacher and um, the, During during the school you, you think that it's you do it for the three months off, but the reality is teachers yeah, you know. are busy year round. Oh. Oh know, yeah. Yeah, year, definitely, year round
3: without a doubt. And yeah. then of course the things that I really enjoy doing was all in the fall and winter right. so um it didn't work out too good for me.
1: Well, it's interesting you can follow your passions uh, in in a post-teacher world, uh, but thank you for uh, yeah. committing to, you know, 25 years of shaping young minds. Um, you know, and, and that's what you're you. doing with your videos, right, Keith? I mean, you. this is, I mean, because when I'm looking to change a, a flapper on a toilet, mm-hmm. I go to YouTube University. I go, <laughs> I go to find yeah. out what I'm doing, and if I question that, you know, my last season's hunt wasn't as, you know, maybe I did something wrong, there's a lot to learn from your videos
3: yeah and we do try to teach you know things we try not to be know-it-alls because that's not what we're about but um the more you watch your shows you'll realize that what i think is very unique and i kind of really take pride in with our show is that we don't try to hide the fact that we've got a camera guy going we have a lot of interaction um tony and i talk back and forth a lot of times you won't see that a lot of times on hunting shows because you know, it's kind of like they say, you know, if, they, if you don't know the cameraman's there, you're doing a good job because, you know, you're supposed to get lost in the story. Right. But uh, this is hunting. It's real life. It's reality TV. Um, so I don't see anything wrong with the interaction there. So, uh, you know, our cameraman talks right along with the hunter a lot of times. And um, so we do have opportunities to discuss what we should have done better, how we messed up and, and stuff like that. So um, I think that's unique about how we do it. Um, and uh, I think it's kind of cool.
2: No, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, as far as involving the the cameraman in your yeah. in your dialogue, I've, some of the I'm I don't say a YouTube junkie, but I <laughs> <You> watch <are. laughs> a lot of YouTube uh, channels, for a variety of different ones, and the ones I like the most are the ones that are are real. And yeah. when you you know you're out there, you know it's made to look like you're alone, but obviously you're not alone. And so to involve, right. especially yeah. if it's your buddy that you've known since what fifth grade that's uh um, yeah, yeah yeah that's uh that's those are great experiences to to document
3: yeah and of course you know with us hunting together and having that same passion you know I get just as much thrill out of, of uh, filming him you know getting a, a good animal as, and he does the same and so you know' we're, it's hard to hide that excitement just because you're running a camera so you know it's just like pick with it let's just not hide the fact that we're there and, and just kind of interact as though we're a couple buddies out doing our thing and People seem to really enjoy that. We, we add humor to our stuff, and we're a couple of goofballs, so we mess up a lot of times, and we're just goofy in general. So I think people like that we're ourselves and not trying to act like we're somebody else when we're doing our, doing our hunts.
1: Well, you're doing a great job, and it's an honor, Keith, to have you on the show. Keith Reen, where can people find you and what you do in the hunting and fishing world online? Okay, well,
3: like everybody else in the world, we're on Facebook, of course. Um, you can look us up there, the squincher Outdoors. We're on Instagram. Um, And, of course, uh, on YouTube, Squincher Outdoors there.
1: And spell Squincher uh, for
3: us one time. Okay, S-Q-W-I-N-C-H-E-R perfect we will do that Keith thanks for first,
1: yeah. th- thank you so much for joining us good luck Absolutely. in your uh, future hunts and let's uh let's connect again please be on the show yeah, again I'll with do us. this anytime I'll
3: talk about hunting any day of the week so yeah. <laughs> I bet you will
1: all right anytime. Keith, <laughs> Keith and <Rian>, our guest <laughs> on second amendment radio and the great outdoors my guest co-host Ryan Conley from in-season financial we're coming back and we're going to be talking concealed carry there's a big event going on so we want to tell you all about it next on second amendment radio and the great outdoors Our executive producer, you are such a good man. I have not. I've played that song a million times on the radio. I haven't heard that song in decades. Pew, pew. It feels like. Carl, our executive producer, our guest host, Ryan Conley of In Season Financial, great outdoorsman, and a good father as well. But uh, we are going to go to Texas next. Uh, for anybody that's interested in concealed carry and uh, training, uh, we're going to talk to our guest, Beth Alcazar, here in just a moment. But uh, this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. If you're looking for a silencer for a weapon of yours, they have this awesome kiosk in their store in De Pair. You can go in and, and expedite the process. Uh, Jesse, Brad, and their crew there can uh, sell you guns. They can sell you accessories. They can sell you cleaning equipment. And they can get you started on a silencer for your weapon. Check them out at RazorbackArmory.com. Tell them Bo sent you to Razorback Armory. Beth Alcazar is one of the leading instructors in the firearms industry and the author of Women's Handgun and Self-Defense Fundamentals, and we welcome her to Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. Beth, how are you?
4: I'm doing fantastic how are you guys
1: we're great we're great uh, Ryan's with me here as my guest awesome. co-host so be nice to him um, but we we actually we, I feel very fortunate because you have a big event going on this weekend um, and, and tell me it's not here in St. Louis like I might have mentioned earlier in the program but uh, tell me what you, what you guys are doing uh, in Fort Worth
4: Yeah, the USCCA has our, well, it's our sixth, it would have been our seventh, Concealed Carry and Home Defense Expo. That'll be at the Fort Worth Convention Center. And it's basically just a three-day consumer show where everyone can come and learn more about home defense, self-defense, and of course, the concealed carry lifestyle.
1: And uh, when did you get started into uh, firearms? Uh, Was it your your parents, your grandfather, um, or just yourself?
4: You know, it's interesting. I grew up in a house without firearms, but about 20 years ago, I ended up kind of mentoring with someone in the shooting, hunting, outdoor industry, and I kind of lived vicariously through all these other competitive shooters and hunters and and gun enthusiasts and just kind of uh, really enjoyed it so much that I continued to work as an editor and writer kind of behind the scenes until probably the last I guess maybe eight or ten years ago. I basically left the traditional classroom for the shooting range, and I have not looked back since.
2: <laughs> so, Beth, have you, uh, were, were you a writer before you got into firearms?
4: Not really. It kind of came all together. As, as I was getting more and more involved with the firearms industry, I was getting more and more involved with the writing aspect of it and kind of learned both crafts almost simultaneously, I guess. And it was awesome. It was a great thing, and now I have the opportunity to kind of combine a lot of my skills and my loves in, in this great organization, USCCA, to be able to train and educate and, you know, help people all across the nation learn more about how to be safe and protect themselves and their families.
2: No, I think it's I think it's awesome. Um, the, the fact that um, you know being a, an authority on it and and a woman in what has historically been a male dominated industry for the most part, at least passions wise, uh, seeing, seeing, um, you grow over the last you know 20 years has to be a, a huge accomplishment.
4: It's been absolutely phenomenal. I mean, when I first went to you know, some of the different shows and conventions back in the year 2000, that sounds so funny. Um, <laughs> there were certainly some women that were represented. But nowadays, you see women entrepreneurs, competitive shooters, the business owners, and, you know, women at the forefront of, of training and advocacy. And I mean, as, as we're seeing just in the in the nation, too, with I guess it's about 40% of new gun owners just within the last year and a half yeah. are women. Absolutely. And that's really fantastic. That's definitely something I'm passionate about, something USCCA is also passionate about, so much so that at our expo, we have a whole section designed just for women. It's the Women's Concealed Carry Showroom. And we kind of wanted to create a comfortable environment where women can come and ask questions that maybe they wouldn't ask, you know, just anybody who are a complete stranger and, they would also have a chance to try on some different holster options and you know get get some of the knowledge and information they're really seeking in a in a unique Kind of setting well,
1: and and I think the industry is is following that trend as well. Uh, Chuck's Boots, a sponsor of this program, has concealed carry purses and backpacks uh, that are very important. And I think most importantly of all is that it it empowers you. I mean, you know, maybe your dad taught you how to change your tire on the side of the road when you were a little girl, like uh, my wife's uh, you know family did, and it's empowering. But then you add into your personal safety. This is really what you know. A lot of people are concerned about these days if you will. Um, so I think it's good. And it, you might remember, uh, Beth, back in the day when a, a car dealer would advertise on the radio, we have female salespeople, because that was often <laughs> do, you know dominated by men. And my wife is actually, she says, I want, I want to buy a vehicle from that woman. So we went to that dealership. It was a great experience because women talk differently to women than men do, even if they don't mean to. Do you agree?
4: Absolutely, and it's a perspective thing, and it's a life experience thing. And you know, when it everything from cars to shoes to you know houses, you name it, it's great to be able to get sometimes the perspective of someone who maybe thinks like you do, or feels like you do, or has uh, experienced some of those things, whether it's motherhood or your grandma or you're uh, a single woman, any one of those things. And I think that certainly translates into the firearms arena. Because, you know, it can be intimidating to walk into an environment that's still very typically male dominated, you know, as far as classrooms or teachers or gun stores or even the shooting range. But thankfully, we're seeing so many more women's faces. And, you know, that's, again, part of my passion. And with the USCCA's goal to train 1.3 million over the next five years, I guarantee that a huge amount of those Folks will be women because we're taking responsibility for ourselves, for our own safety, for our family's safety. And I'm going to tell you, women love options. So they love going to another female instructor or someone at the range and seeing all the great products and classes that are out there designed for them and for their needs. And sometimes for the, you know, specific wants that we might have that guys don't necessarily consider.
2: (laughs) I like how you you mentioned 1.3. Uh, million trained because there is a huge difference between just having your concealed carry permit and exactly knowing what to do in if a situation were to arise both what to do in the situation and how to how to handle things after the fact
4: yeah i mean we're seeing what are the numbers now upwards of 8.3 or more million new gun owners not just folks purchasing firearms in the last few years but new gun owners joining the fold and You know it's great that they've purchased a gun it's it's great if they go get a concealed carry permit if they require one in their state but like you said the most important thing anybody can do is to seek out that training the education and knowledge that you need both for mental information as far as making wise decisions conflict avoid avoid avoidance I can't even talk situational awareness And, of course, the physical side of things from marksmanship to defensive shooting, all of those things are so important. But it's what makes this community great, that there are great resources and information out there and people so willing to help others. And I hope that we can kind of promote that and continue that, especially through our expo, but with uh, instructors all across the U.S. too. I know that there's folks out there that are just so excited for the opportunity to train new people it's it's an awesome feeling
1: well this weekend is the concealed carrying home defense expo in fort worth uh, at the convention center is there an online component that people can watch from around the country or for that matter around the world online
4: you know i think there were plans to do that at the uscca expo.com okay so if folks want to hop on there, and of course, we, we are probably going to post a lot of different things through our USCCH social media. So you might find some different interviews and videos and segments on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you choose to put your social media Um, input.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and uh, I wanted to ask you, because of the title of your blog, Pacifiers and Peacemakers, this is uh, women-directed or uh, women-focused with protecting themselves, and Mama Bear comes out, right? Um, (laughs) For for those women that uh, may be listening, for the families that are listening right now uh, that are absolutely anti-gun, they don't want to, they do not want to touch a firearm, there's many people that, you know, just have no uh, desire to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you direct them? Do uh, Do you direct the the self-defense classes do you direct them to mace or to the gel components or the those different types of uh, of uh, protective uh items on the market now
4: uh very potentially it could be all of the above what's what's interesting to me about the mindset of a lot of women especially parents moms who say well you know i'm anti-gun uh, a question i'll often throw at them is well just out of curiosity in your home do you have an oven and they kind of look at me like i'm nuts uh, of course we have an oven and I'm like, well, how do you keep your children from burning themselves or from, um, you know, destroying a toy or from doing something they shouldn't? And they look at me like, well, of course, we train them and we teach them. We educate them not to touch the stove or the oven or say, stay away from it. And I'm like, well, there's your mentality right there. It's about education, not isolation. Wow. So even those folks out there who are very anti-gun, please don't be anti-knowledge. We want to protect our kids from um, things that they could get involved with if they don't have enough information. And there are so many great resources out there. Even if you choose never to have a gun in your home, at least you can have the knowledge to make wise decisions and keep your family safe. But um, I I highly recommend looking into all of those possibilities that you mentioned because to each her own, right? That's again, the the beauty of it. It's about options. And we actually, even at the expo, have some, taser training so it's not just handguns and we have some self-defense training so it's not even just extra tools Um, the most important thing you can do is have the right mindset so you can even take that training sitting in your jammies in your home so that you can learn more about how not to look like a victim or how to deselect yourself from the victim pool altogether.
1: a lot of mic drop moments here in this conversation (laughs) i think the title of your book is is
2: spot on because it's not just women and handguns, it's women and self-defense fundamentals. So for those individuals that are anti-gun, they still have options to protect themselves.
4: Yes. And, you know, it's, I love to call that the stepping stone. And a lot of times, you know, we'll uh, encourage women or new folks to take a look at the the safety information or just at the, the basics so that they can just be better prepared when they live their life and go out and about in their communities. But That stepping stone for me when when folks ask me about what I do or they come to my classes, usually the question they ask me is, what's next? And I love to see that excitement and that, that thirst for knowledge, and it's even more exciting to be able to provide that through the USCCA and all the great training and events that we have available.
1: Well, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that can uh, relate to the diving board, the high dive uh, or high diving board analogy of, man, I looked at it for (laughs) years as a kid and I'm like, finally did it that one time. I was like, oh, I couldn't get up that ladder quick enough. And a lot of people, uh, men and women, need to be trained so much. There's a a famous interaction that I refer to a lot. Uh, A lady uh, in Missouri, you don't have to have a a CCW, right? You can just carry uh, Mm -hmm. in, in the state of Missouri. Great American uh, state, and uh, she carried this beautiful chrome, silver-plated, whatever it was, uh, a Colt forty-five pistol in her purse. And she showed it to me uh, when, when I was with her, and I said, oh my gosh, when's the last time you trained and, and deployed that thing, you know, in a, in a, in a practice setting? She goes, oh, I've never done that. I said, get that thing Mm -hmm. out of your purse. Get it out of your purse. That is the worst thing. It was almost like an accessory to her. And this, my friends, is not an accessory. But for men and women, you cannot train enough. And I will be honest with you, when I had that conversation with her, as I walked away from it, I thought, okay, when was the last time I was at the range? And that was a little humbling. I have to be honest with you, Beth.
4: Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think that's something for all of us. Uh, Life interrupts sometimes. And whether that's, you know, something like a pandemic or whether that's just, you know, you're rearing your kids. There's so many things that can distract us. But um, thankfully, there's other options like the dry fire opportunities. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to be present at the shooting range to get in some good Knowledge and education, and and to get your brain working or to get your your skills up to par. So,
1: um,
4: for those looking for opportunities, there's a lot of really great free seminars at the USCCA Expo, and I'm gonna um, I get to teach some of them, which is a little bit awesome, but also a little bad because I'm missing out on. Um, some of my, you know, fellow instructors and two A advocates and their sessions going on at the same time. So I'm a little bummed.
1: <laughs> There's so, so much to learn. Right? somebody
4: captures it for I can I can watch it later.
1: <laughs> right. Well, Beth, Beth Alcazar, thank you so much for joining us on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. We're glad your people reached out to our people. Uh, you can hear your passion in your in your voice. And uh, and it's funny because Ryan is from In Season Financial because he is all about empowering people to enjoy their passions through life, not just at the mm-hmm. end of life. Um, But I wish you luck on the Fort Worth uh, Convention Center event, uh, the Concealed Carry and Home Defense Expo. Look it up online, and you can probably do that through the USSCA uh, online. Uh, Beth, thank you for joining us.
4: It was an honor. Y'all take care. Good good luck.
1: That's awesome. Um, All right, well... uh, she was she was passionate. She was. That's that's awesome. Uh, maybe you should sign her up. I'm just kidding. I would love to. <laughs> Absolutely. Alright, well uh, that is going to do it for us and uh, Mark Cox will be back next week on the program but thank you so much for listening in to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Have a great rest of your weekend wherever you are. See you boys. <laughs>